Don't know. Hey guys. It's just a pipe. Hey, what's going on, guys? Here at the swamp. Get ready to beat LSU. Y'all tune in to Rule Number One podcast on Monday. Yeah, episode 40, partner. Wow. 40 weeks, man. They go by fast. I know it. I know it. Uh, they're flying by, and uh, we're just banging them out left and right, man. A little bit. A little bit. Tonight, we have with us is Mr. Jacob Page. How you doing, Mr. Page? What's going on, fellas? <laughs> <laughs> so, a little backstory. Uh, we've known Jacob for a long time. Um, Jacob and I actually lived together for a little bit in college. Um, and uh, we had we had Jacob on, and I might refer to him as Page just because of our uh, tight relationship and everything. But we had Jacob on a while ago, and you know, we we it was at the beginning, and and anybody that stuck with us from the very beginning knows uh, our kind of professionalism has changed since then. Um, and so we decided to give it another go round. Um, but this time we're going to talk about a little bit of we're going to title the episode "Washed Up Wednesday," um, and we're going to basically speak about how <laughs> athletes whenever they get done playing um kind of the change in identity um the change in hobbies the change in basically the, your whole perspective so. yeah it's it's a hard adjustment period for somebody to make especially when you don't know what your next move is going to be um i think it kind of relates to a lot of you know students just outside of athletics too you know it's hard for any student moving out of college or moving out of high school to move into the next phase of life and figure things out but uh tonight we want to ask you our marquee question, Mr. Page, off the top of the episode like we do every week. What is your number one rule you live by, man? So I kind of thought about this today, too. And uh, to me, it ain't really a rule. It's just kind of like a saying. But for me, it's there's always going to be somebody that knows something that you don't. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that could apply in many different situations, but... For instance, you know, in the field that I'm in now, I learn something new every day. You know, I'm the youngest guy out on the crew, so I'm always learning from somebody. And you can kind of take that perspective into everyday life and whatever you do, you know, kind of basically saying stay open-minded. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially like, you know, along the lines with the episode, um, how we're talking about wash-up Wednesdays or whatever. Um especially as athletes, whenever they come out of, you know, whether it's college or high school or professional ball or whatever, um, they've got to figure out this kind of new deal. Um, and for something that you did for 18, 24, you know, maybe just 16 years, whatever, however long, um, you got to be open-minded and you'd be like, Hey, you know, I want to try something. And for instance, like with golf, yeah. baseball guys go into golf. And, uh, if you've ever seen a baseball player golf, it's not very pretty. Um, it's, <laughs> and a lot of baseball players get into golf. I know I personally have, and Jacob has. Brian has played a little bit. Um, one or two games here and there. <laughs> um, and it's a completely different swing. But, yeah, man, it's. I definitely think you, as long as you stay open-minded and you're always trying to learn, um, you're never satisfied with where you're at in life, so you're always trying to push to get to that next level, really. I think staying open-minded, too, always – give you experiences throughout your life, right? If you settle down and you don't do anything and you get in this relaxing lull of, you know, repetitiveness over and over, I go to work, drive home, listen to the same songs, get home, eat the same meals, you're going to fall into complacency. Oh, yeah. And if you fall into complacency, that's where, like, you fall into those thoughts of, man, am I doing enough? Am I sad? This and that. If you stay open-minded and you stay willing to do new experiences, man, you're living a life. I mean, the the biggest thing for me is, 
you know, coming from sports and, uh, you know, being a part of, you know, a whole competitive lifestyle that I grew up in, you got to take that competitiveness to the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Like, and for most people, it's built into them to where it doesn't go away. Like, oh, you want thumb wrestle? I'll beat you in thumb wrestling. Oh, <laughs> yeah. hey, I could cook better than you. Oh, no, you can't. Like, you know, stuff like that. That competitiveness never leaves, you know, an athlete. And even in, like, the job hunt, too. Like, I know um, when people, like Elizabeth Cornelia said in one of the episodes, she, she sees a lot of resumes come across her desk, and she basically picks out the best ones and be like, hey, these could be our candidates. Um, and she said, like, college athletes, that's a big thing um, because it shows, like, the competitive drive. It shows that you're like, okay, there may, may be a couple people better than me, but, like, I'm going to work my butt off to be able to be on top. Um, and that's, I mean, that's just built into every athlete, and I, that's why athletes make great salespeople make great business people and it's just they want to be the best and well not all athletes but most athletes typically have that drive and want to be like i want to be top dog and that's why a lot of companies honestly just hire them i agree on every point that you made there but i want to add one more point too as a job as an employer you look at a college athlete right the level of commitment it takes to be a college athlete is very high and if you you know show up day in and day out from your freshman year to your senior year, that's four years of commitment and showing up on time and doing this and being at practice, that job C. And they're going to, they know that you could take that level of commitment into the job field too. They know you're going to show up every day on time, just like you did for 5 a.m. weights or just like you did for 2 p.m. practice. I think that's another additive bonus to being a college athlete and going into the real world. It's hard though, man, that transition, I, I've had struggles with it personally. Like it's, it's weird when you go from every day, you have a set schedule, you know, you're going to be throwing a ball, you're going to be doing this. And then you go home and you have kind of like your routine and finding your new routine. Once you're into the workplace, it's hard. Which it was a little bit different for me because I didn't make 5 a.m. weights ever. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I didn't go my full tenure through college. You know, I I cut mine short just because it hit me like, okay, I'm 5'9", 200 pounds. I'm not going to play any kind of anything from here. Mm -hmm. So I made the decision to go to a trade school and all that and, Talking about the resume thing, I didn't have anything to put on a resume whenever I applied for Duke. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anything. I put on there college baseball, high school baseball, you know, uh, academics, stuff like that. But, you know, it's it tells a lot about, you know, who you are whenever, you know, you're trying to even have the guts to put a – resume out to a company like that yeah i mean you don't have nothing on it but guess what this is what i've been through and this is me telling you i want to be somebody in your company i think you also have to put that stuff on there though like you gotta you gotta flood your resume up man like you whatever experience you got if anything you put it on there in my opinion especially if it applies for the job i mean this this is why I didn't have a job mm-hmm. right here. This, yeah. this was my life. This was my job. So I think a lot of companies look at it that way too. Yeah, that, that, that'd be smart. 
like you know i have i have a problem with some companies nowadays because there's people out there that want experience at the entry level which is kind of contradicting in a sense, right? So they're asking for you to have a year or two experience to get this entry level job. To just get this entry level job, you have to have experience. Well, where am I supposed to get my experience from? Am I I supposed to go freelance for a year and that become my experience? Am I supposed to go try to find a smaller company that probably won't hire me because, you know, I don't have experience just like y'all require. It's hard. And, you know, I think taking a year after college, right? And just kind of sitting back and realizing, all right, these are my new interests. I'm going to realign my life to, you know, enjoy my new interest. And I think that leads to you finding your experiences that you gather going in to work, right? So in my field, I'm a communications guy. I like to make videos. I really want to make a living one day, you know, filming stuff, you know, being asked to do scuba diving trips, all kinds of stuff. I have a long-term goal. But you swimming I, with the sharks? I would love to. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. But like I have to, you know, freelance for a little while. People aren't going to pay me yet because right now nobody looks at me and goes, all right, he has literally no experience in the water, no filming. But when they see, all right, man, he's did this dive and got this cool video. He did this dive and got this cool. That's experience. So I'm just I'm just that was my little rant and bone to pick. It's hard to get experience nowadays, especially when they require for entry level. Yeah, no. <clears throat> and I think you kind of answered what basically I was going to say, you know, whenever these companies, they say, oh, yeah, we want experience for an entry level position or whatever. I think it comes down to kind of like a want to and, it, and you kind of answered yourself saying that you're doing this freelance stuff um, <clears throat> on the side. But a lot of times it comes down to be like, okay, if you want this position and they require one, two years of experience, a lot of people won't do this, but how about, hey, I will come in for five hours out of the week, uh, five hours out of the day and you don't have to pay me. Yeah, that is I just, mean, just be like, hey, I want to learn. Go in there and say, hey, I want to learn. Don't pay me for five hours out of the day. I'll be there from, you know, eight to one or whatever, you know, first half of the day. And then I'm going to have to have a part-time job and you're probably not going to make a lot of money. But if you want this position, it comes down to a want. And a lot of times I feel like nowadays, and it comes to kind of like that drive that we're talking about with college athletes, how bad do you actually want it? Because a lot of people, I feel like they just feel like it's just going to fall in their lap. And and, and they put one resume in and they they don't want me. They give up. I put in a resume five times to get hired on where I'm at. No. It took me five tries. Yeah. A, a year and a half of putting in resumes to the same company. I mean, you just... I've applied for the same job three times. Yeah. And I'm getting told no three times. Probably going to apply for a fourth time. It keeps well, opening it up, to. yeah. You got to. Yeah. Consistency is key. Yeah. And, and it's face-to-face contact, too. As soon as you get that one opportunity, it's like, okay, you put all these you know eggs in a basket. You did the time. You, you, know, you did a little bit here. Once you get to that point and they're like, okay, we want to see you or, okay, you know, we want to hire you on full-time or whatever, bust your ass. Yeah, don't, you can't show up late. You can't do don't this. Don't down your leg. It's <laughs> what uh, I believe Taylor was talking about, episode 37, going the extra mile. No. Get there 10 minutes early. Do this, do that. It show, it does open up eyes. But I pose the question to you. Jobs are getting more exclusive and companies are getting more exclusive, especially with things being mainstreamed through AI and everything you know, coming online. Why would a company waste their time or their, you know, I guess, 
I don't know how to put this. It's like insurance, but like their uh, liability. There we go. Mm-hmm. Their liability on somebody who's not hired by you guys to come in and sit there for an hour for five days a week. It, I mean, yeah, it shows initiative, but at the same time, I could think a company won't allow that. You know well, what I'm saying? That also comes into the choice of career you're picking as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there there's a point in time where, you know, I think everybody should enjoy what they do at you know, for their everyday life because it's what you're going to do until, you know, your days are over. But at the same point, you want to be able to succeed in something that is lasting. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't want to go into something and get this experience that you know, oh, one day I, you know, might not have a job because it's either going to sell out or be obsolete computers going to take over yep so yeah i think it all comes down to you know not only the want but the same attitude whenever it comes down to the choice yeah big thing is <clears throat> like what are you doing whenever nobody's looking to and i i think that's a huge thing um like as soon as your boss goes away and you know disappears or whatever okay what are you doing and so, like, I, in my job, I try to keep a mindset, like you said, kind of, like, show up early, go home late. Like, and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. Like, I get to the shop 30 minutes before, you know, work ever starts. I get home technically. You ain't got far to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's right there. But, like, I get home about an hour and a half most of the time after I like I clock out and it's like how much do you actually want to learn because like even those extra times by yourself like I'm a big person on like I have to I have to do something and fail at it to be able to learn at it and so and that's a big thing with athletics with baseball and everything like that um yeah exactly I mean they say with baseball you know the best hall of famers or best baseball players ever in the world failed 70 percent of the time And so I'm a big person on like, if you go the extra mile, if you, you know, if nobody's looking like, what are you doing? Are you trying to like mess around with something, learn something like, for instance, our dang ring light, like tore apart. It's like, okay, well, let's tear it apart. See how it goes. If we can fix it, we fix it. If we can't, we can't, you know, we talked about that with Justin's episode. Um, But it's just a big thing is I think you really just got to pay attention to yourself when nobody else is watching. What are you doing? And that's kind of how you have to hold your standard. That's that's the only standard. You know, I got a promotion not too long ago with my job, and I, I, like I, I run the place now, right? I'm there by myself every day over two other employees now, and it's it does get hard, right? Time managing. And, you know, when you don't have somebody telling you you need to do this, you're telling you you need to do this, but you're planning your day out and planning other people's day outs too. I think that's a very, very hard thing to learn in general after moving out of college, just new time management, right? Because think about it. When you were in college, you're an athlete. Everything's planned. That, for sure. Everything's planned for you. But at the same time, you know, okay, I'm going to go, I have lifts at 6 a.m., on a Monday, all right? My lifts are over by 7. I either go get breakfast or my class starts at 10 and I get out of class at 1. So I have a break, you know, throughout the day. Breaks here, breaks there where I can fill my time with other things or be lazy or do this or that. It's not like that when you get in the real world. It's not like that when you reach your point in your life where you have to work that 9 to 5. You have to start finding your new time management. You got to find your hours after the majority of your day is spent working for somebody else. You got to find your time and hours for yourself pretty much. And 
whether you use that time to be happy and go do things you like, or use that time to go invest in trying to make more money opportunities, it's a hard thing to learn. And I'm still learning. And I've been out of college for a year and a half now. And my time management, some months, it's right on. It's freaking amazing. I'm nailing every check mark. But some months, I'm like, damn, I'm missing the bell five days a week. Oh, I, I mean, I've never got good at it because for me, and my old lady gets mad all the time, but she tells me I fly by the seat of my butt, right? Mm-hmm. So my time management is, all right, I go. ain't got nothing to do. Let's go. Yeah. Let's do this, you know? But it's kind of, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's difficult to transition to. You just have to finally put it in your head that, you know, Nobody's going to make your schedule for you. So it's time for you to step up, do it for yourself. Yeah, definitely. And and I, obviously that's like a tough part for me, um, <clears throat> you know, getting out of college, you know, even if it's just like, hey, wake up, go to work, come home. But like, I don't know, there's, there's something with me. It's like to wake up, go to work and come home. Like, I feel like I got to do something. Like I'm always moving. I don't know if y'all are the, yeah, same, I'm way. the same way. Um, well, I know Brian is very similar because we do this frequently um but it's like (laughs) but like i i when i get home like yeah i want to relax i sit down for like about 15 minutes like okay i gotta go i gotta go do something like it's just it drives me nuts just sitting still and i and that's honestly probably from you know college athletics how it came from okay you know you go this checkpoint this checkpoint this checkpoint whatever yada 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 and get done with it and then oh you got to do the next thing and so you got to roll into it i don't know maybe that's just my personal I can see it. I, I agree with you, though. I think the, Some best, points. the best thing that college athletes learn and high school athletes, any really any athlete, honestly, is flexibility. Mm-hmm. I think that is one of the best traits that an athlete learns because... Like being versatile, right. you mean, yeah. Well, saying like, uh, okay, this came up, but... I got an exam in two hours. I need to study, but I got to go, you know, get some BP or something like this. You know, it's kind of being able to be flexible and being able to fit the time in to do what you need to do. I think being an athlete, in my personal opinion, if we're going to talk about this, I think discipline was the biggest trait that you've been taught, right? Growing up, you know, you got to do this a certain way. You got to do this a certain way. You got to be here at this time. And that plays a big role in becoming an adult. Because Depends on how you took it, though. That's true. That's true. But my dad told me this a couple weeks ago. He was like, Bills, they don't have breaks. No. They're going to keep coming. And, <laughs> and you got to keep you got to keep it. You got to keep it going. You got to keep you gotta keep rolling with the punches. And it just remind me of like, you know when I was an athlete back and they in got college, hands like Mike Tyson, boy. Dude. As an athlete in college when you're like I think of it, I'm like, man, remember those times when you were running? right and it's like 95 degrees outside in florida and it's hot and that clock's ticking and you got 30 seconds to hit your mile time or guess what you got to do it again next week and it just reminds me of those times where like man i mentally got through that small of a struggle and i feel the same exact way now and i got through that 
whatever issue I'm facing now, I'll be able to get through as well too. Yeah. Like to mention what you say, I think it's, I think that's more of a physical thing. Um, like kind of, it is mental and physical, but in a different way. And so I feel like, you know, at least for me, whenever I was in college, like if I was doing that and whatever, I could push through it, push through it, push through it. It was like, you know, you're being active or whatever. And I feel like whenever you get out of college and you get in the workforce, all of there's so much more stuff that's mental. And so it's like, okay, so how do I get through going through the lull of, you know, getting up and go to work every day? And, and for me, like I do a lot of stuff outside. So I do have a lot of the physical stuff. Like I can push myself in my head and be like, okay, you know, I've got, you know, half a mile of fence, I've got to fix this and by this point, whatever. And I can make it a competitive thing. Like I always was done my whole entire life being physically active, but it comes to the point where it's like, you know, you wake up and you're like, Oh, I got to go to work again and again and again. I'm right there with you, but I have like a builds, right? So I'll have like a day where I'm just dog tired and that next day I'm doing nothing. And hopefully it's a Saturday or if it's a work day and we'll go to work and I'm coming home doing nothing, but it builds like I will go like, excuse my language and balls to the freaking wall and everything that I do for about, I don't know, 25, 26, maybe a month straight. And then I'll have that one day where I wake up yeah, and it's and just crash. wall, bam. I got bags under my eyes. I can't do anything, but those are the days that make you different partner. Yeah. Those are the days that if you can get through it and work through whatever you're working on, you're going to be very successful. And that's what I pride myself into. <laughs> when I have those dog days, I get up. I'm like, man, I feel like doing nothing today. I find the smallest tasks, the smallest tasks to challenge myself to deal with, whether that be mowing the lawn that day or that be brushing your teeth. Yes. Something that just <laughs> makes me do something. It was so but random like, Maverick, but so damn funny. Yes, but like you have to, you have to do it. Like, I'm sorry, but being, brushing your teeth. being a bum, being a bump, like a log on the wall, it's going to get you nowhere, man. Shoot. man uh, <laughs> Sundays are my day, man. Sundays, oh yeah. I'm chilling, I'm watching TV, I'm watching movies. I might, you know, well, I was going to say do some laundry, but I'm lying. Um, <laughs> you got an old lady now? Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't do no laundry. <laughs> 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 uh, no, if, oh, I mean, go ahead. I, I, think, I think having a day during the week where you can decompress and just relax, not think about anything. You know, put your phone to the side, put your computer, don't answer work calls. Just decompress and relax. I think that's one of the best things you can do. Uh, See, yeah. I do that with like my nine to five, right? So, like on the weekends, I don't ever answer my work phone. I have two phones I have my personal and a work. I don't ever touch my work phone on the weekends. <laughs> but, like, that Sunday, I occupy my time with what I feel is like productive, in my opinion. You know, the Sunday I wake up, all right, I normally get up at 7.30, 7, 7.30 on a Sunday. Ooh. And I don't know what I'm doing. I normally get up and I walk around the house and just look at stuff. All right, well, the lawn needs to be mowed today. All right, well, I have to edit this podcast today because it's got to drop tomorrow. That's mostly, that's mostly what my Sundays are. That's how I feel productive on a Sunday where I get to recharge. I you know, get up, I edit my podcast that I have to do for everybody here and then post it. Most times I'm doing it Sunday night because I've 
done filled my day with other tasks during the day on Sunday. <laughs> there it is. That's what I was waiting for. Task. When I get the phone call at 930, I forgot the SD card. Like, huh? dang it, Brian. <laughs> it's part but it's of okay. it. It's okay. It's okay. Brian does a great job on, on putting this thing together. Um, I do want to ask, you know, we kind of talked about like hobbies um, and, uh, and stuff that like athletes get into afterwards. Um, Paige, I know you're big into the golf game, man. You want to talk about, you know, how'd you get into it? Or, you know, what do you, what do you do? What's your typical, like, weekend of golf? So, I hated golf in high school. I was like, dude, this is so lame. <laughs> you know, I hate golf. Um, so, I think Driscoll was the first friend I played with. And I was like, man, this, this is all right. This is decent. I come mm-hmm. out here and, you know, the drinks are flowing. We're hanging out, having a good time, you know. Um. So I I play probably twice a month now. Yeah. Um, get out there. I hit my first three tee shots in the woods or the water, and hit <laughs> the cart girl up to drink away the sorrows, and you know finish the rest of the eighteen. But <laughs> eighteen, 18 holes, holes or beers, yeah. <laughs> holes of golf. Both. <laughs> so that day you're like, oh man, this this ain't bad. You know, I feel good. Next day. Hello, pain. Pain. <laughs> my back hurts. I'm I'm sore. My butt cheeks from swinging. I mean, it, yeah, it's not from the beers. It's from the I, swinging. <laughs> my golly, who did I just fight? A puma? Like, what's going on? I, man, man, it's like I I started playing whenever it was my senior year. Um, honestly, like during baseball f- season, um, I rode the pine a lot. And so I had a lot of time to play golf. Um, and so <laughs> I would wake up and, uh, Kurt, our roommate, um, we'd go out and play golf and I started, you know, I started playing, dude, I would chunk stuff left and right. You know, I had a terrible slice, terrible slice. So like when I tee up in the box for those of y'all don't play golf or whatever, um, baseball players have this thing called a slice normally. And so how you swing, your hands are different compared to a golf swing compared to a baseball swing whenever you make contact with the ball. And so I would swing like a baseball player and the ball would go like probably 150 200 yards or whatever, and then take an immediate right turn. And so <laughs> the exit velocity... Make your next right. Yeah, the exit velocity was never lacking. I mean, baseball guys like love to swing hard, whatever. Oh, yeah. And so the exit velocity, whatever, was never a problem. It was the direction it would go. And so I had this... One of our buddies had this little trick. And uh, he showed me one time. He goes, hey, man, you're a baseball guy, right? And I said, yeah. And uh, he was like, I got a trick for you with that slice. He pulls out some chapsticks out, out of his pocket. And he goes, hey, wipe this on your glove, uh, your club face. And I said, say you swear. He goes, dude, you'll play great the rest of the day. <laughs> I wiped that on there. First time I ever broke 100 strokes. <laughs> <laughs> it may be cheating, but why is this all the, friendly game of golf? The funniest thing to me is whenever my buddies are like, dude, just don't swing so hard. What? We're baseball guys. Of course we're going to swing hard. That's the only reason I'm here is to swing as hard as I can. <laughs> now, what are, don't swing so hard. Yeah. Okay, I take some off, and guess what? It goes five feet because I hit the top of the ball. <laughs> Have you broke a shaft yet? Uh, I'm going to go with five. Really? Oh, yeah. That many? Yeah. Like just swinging or just like being an idiot? Both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to say any names. We, uh, I went golfing with uh, one of our buddies. Um, I think it was for my birthday or 
whatever it was in college one of these guys we took with us he got so mad at playing golf like he's a very competitive guy oh, I know who this is. yeah he got so mad he took his clubs and threw them in the pond and just <laughs> never went and got them like went and bought new clubs like a month later he just got rid of them he said nope those were cursed yeah he was like i'm done i'm done we're not doing this again and i was like what are you talking about and he's like i'm done i'm, I'm gonna ride in the cart i'm not even gonna drink anymore i'm done that's a little extreme yeah i know I mean, and he's not even like an anger kind of guy he was just he was like I, I hate this game i'm done i'm not like that when it comes to golf dude you know how i play golf i'm like all right boys i'm gonna need a mulligan or like 30 because i don't go, when i go golf dude i'm out there strictly to enjoy my time with the guys i'm with like i don't go out there knowing that i'm going to have a chance to win because i i don't i have the baseball problem i have maybe i need some chapstick on my chapstick, driver head dude, i don't change know. your life but is there a certain brand <laughs> <laughs> no bro just like yeah. i normally i get the normal like you know the clear stuff the the blue one with the black like stripe what's it called chapstick. uh oh it's legit chapstick I just, I, my thing is, I just don't, I don't go out there to be competitive in that sense. I go out there to have fun. Sunscreen, sunscreen works too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, If you take sunscreen sprayed on there, it works great. So, uh, I I say that I'm never going to be competitive whenever I golf and then I start getting competitive. But you know, whenever choice words start flying out my mouth, that's when I'm getting serious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what what uh, Paige and I like to do is we've golfed a couple times together. Um, if we do scrambles, me and Paige will be on kind of like the driver guys because we're the baseball guys. We can swing hard. We can like we can pipe a ball every now and then. Um, and uh, and then we got two guys that actually can play golf, like you know, can do the mid range game, can do the chip, the putt, whatever. And uh, and you'll scramble it. And for those of y'all who don't know what a scramble is, it's basically like you got a partner, both of y'all tee up, and whoever has the best ball, then you play from the best ball every single time, and both people swing every single stroke. Yeah. And uh, scrambles will save baseball got baseball players' life because every they'll time. go in there crank drives and we're like yep we'll use your drive <laughs> and then the other guy will just do the rest of it <laughs> i played a scramble with you a while back we probably lost <laughs> no not with you You were on my team you're on the other team it was me and a, another buddy he was one of the guys that could like put it where he wanted it yeah compared to me i was the guy that was like, all right we're gonna play that drive <laughs> all right luke you got to make this shot here bud because mine's 40 feet over there in the woods. I can't find that ball. I don't know. I feel like that was, that's a hard thing to get into. Like, oh, it's, I mean, it's just a whole nother sport. It's like, expensive, bro. Nah. Yes. No, nah. nah, what you got to do, bro. It's like, you can make it cheap. Yeah. You can make it. Cheap. It's really, you make it expensive because like people buy a box of balls, walk into the clubhouse and they've got like, if you ask them for it, ask them for, um, yeah, like ask them for found balls and they will sell them to you like, like 25 cents a piece. See that, that don't bother. Like I'm the balls. I'm talking about the actual clubs. Clubs are expensive, dude. For a good set. I got all mine for free. Well, yeah, Facebook marketplace, lucky. Facebook marketplace, a big thing. Like, yeah, I have my dad's clubs, but they're old. I mean, they're old. Dude, you could go to that place in Davenport and, like the or Dundee or whatever, but you can rent clubs. It's in Haines City. Is it the one you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Dude, you could buy a whole set for like three hundred bucks, driver and all. That's where I got mine at. Yeah. Oh, that's why I, I haven't got into golf because I don't have my own set of clubs. I think I might play more if I did. Find an excuse to get out of the house. You say that. 
And then you're like, fifteen hundred dollars for this driver. I need it. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I'm more like fifteen hundred dollars on the soundboard. I need it. I'll tell you what, though. Uh, uh, breaking away from golf, the best thing that I could suggest for baseball players. <laughs> Here we go. It's slow pitch. That's <laughs> uh, what I play. Oh. It's so much fun. Oh, I can't I see. Love it. And I, I'm with Brian on this one. I, I, I bark up Brian's tree I, all the time, like joking around with him and everything. But I'm with Brian on this one. I can't. I, so I played baseball for like 18 years exactly. for me. And so I played baseball for 18 years. Whenever I finally like hung it up, I was done. done. I love baseball. I watch the Braves any chance I can. Love baseball. You know, College World Series going on, supporting the Gators. Like, love it. Do I have any desire to pick up any ball with laces besides a football? No. None. <laughs> no. None. I, like, I would go back and play high school football right now, like at a snap of my fingers. Do I care to play baseball, softball, anything? Nah, I'm good. Dude, me either. And my, I, dude, I can. We, my last game I played was like, let me think. It was like June twentieth, two thousand twenty-one. It is now two thousand twenty-three, close to the same time of year. I could probably count on my two hands how many times I've thrown a baseball since my last game. I have not. <laughs> like, I, I have just, not. I, it's I, been I a year just, and a half. I, I think it's weird, man. Some I guys. Swear I could sling a softball about ninety-five across the infield. <laughs> I think that's weird, though, man. How some guys like defer because there's a lot of there's a lot of guys that get out of college and they want to go coach. They want to go get right back in the game. They want to go put on a uniform and stand on the sidelines any way possible. And there's some games or guys like us, dude. I give two shits. It's not that I don't give two shits because I, I cherish and I love the time I played. Yes. Like, I would not trade it for the world. Great opportunity. Also, I mean, you know, I got to play college baseball. I got to play high school. But, you know, you know, great opportunities, tons of memories. Do I ever want to go back? No. I just, I have different hobbies now that I enjoy doing more um, at this moment in yeah, time. You same. Know? I, when I say I don't give two shits, it's more of like, I don't care to play again. Right, I still keep up and watch college baseball. Hell, I'm wearing my hat today because of the Florida Gators. By the time this airs Monday, hopefully we're national champions. If not, we've just played in the College World Series, or we have a game of three tonight. Go Gators! But like, I still follow the game. I still am intrigued by the game. I mean, this coolest it's ever been. There's cats throwing 97 every inning in the College World yeah. Series I this mean, year. The 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 slow pitch I play. You go out there. And you drink beer with your buddies. And yeah, you go go over ball. go over your game day routine. You going to <laughs> you going to play some softball? What do we got? Is it church league or competitive or what do we got? Uh, Bear league. I I do church league mm -hmm. mostly. Uh, I do some competitive, but I told myself I wouldn't do weekends because I did that my whole life. Yeah. So I play Monday and Thursday. So I go to work. I get off work. Mondays I go to Winter Haven. Thursdays I go to Lakeland. Mm -hmm. So Mondays I get off, first game's at six thirty. I come home, I get home by five thirty. I change, I go to Winter Haven, get a couple swings in before the game starts, and we play two games. And how it, long are the games? Seven innings. So they got a seventy minute time limit on them, okay. or seven innings. Okay. Oh, okay. And see, I just I don't know. I just I feel like I did that, been there, done that. I just kind of like I'm with him, new experiences and. Uh, I could do it maybe in a couple of years. 
or yeah. like in with time. I feel like I'm still a little fresh to it too. Just think that until your body says. <laughs> 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 I I run two first, and these are softball base lengths. Like, what is that? Sixty feet? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I am out of breath. <laughs> I'm talking about. I hit first base, and it's like, mm. <laughs> can, can I get a runner? Yeah, we play we play every Tuesday night, and I've torn two hamstrings and a hip flexor. <laughs> oh my gosh! <sighs> See, now that's not something I want to sign up for. I don't it's great. Think- I love it. That's thing. I'm out in the sun every day, and I like I'm I'm in pretty good shape just because of like what I do. I feel like I could do it, but if I tear a hamstring playing, you know, beer league softball, and I come to work with a torn hamstring, you know how much shit I'm oh gonna get. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> you ain't lying, bro. You gotta be an athlete, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my leg, my leg. <laughs> I think this is a great time to get into our uh, questions, partner. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, you know, Paige, we ask everybody this question. Um, if you could have three people out to dinner, dead or alive, who would your three people be? Dead or alive. Mm. Man, I don't know. I didn't think about this one. Um, I'm going to go with Hank Williams. It's a good one. Senior? Yeah. Okay. I want to hear the stories. <laughs> <laughs> um Probably go with Michael Jackson. Oh, that's a different. I like that. Yeah, that's he would be fun to talk to. I mean, shows your music taste. Yeah, but (laughs) (laughs) the questions you'd have to ask him would just be off the wall. Yeah, that's a first time though. Yeah, and then Steve Irwin. (laughs) That's a hell of a three. Steve, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I got you. I was about to say, Crocky, why am I? Yeah, I was about to say, why am I tall and blank right now? But I was like, I know the name, but and then it hit me. I was like, Crikey! <laughs> Wouldn't you love to learn how to handle animals like that? Oh yeah, dude. The nerve that the guy had. Like, if I could, so I've talked to Brian about this before, and I said, and I was like, if I die, like, I don't want to die in bed. Like, I don't want to die of a heart attack. Me either. Dude, Stay I want... to my chest. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I want, like, bro, I'm jumping out of an airplane, doing something badass, hopping out, you know, deploying my parachute. It doesn't open. Boom. I'm squished like a butt. I'm done. Yeah. I'm like, that's it. I want to do something cool. And so, like, that is the perfect way for Steve Irwin to die. Like, just... Boom! Staying right to the heart, like I'm th- I've never this rattlesnake on his lips. <laughs> yeah, really. Like the man is just badass. Like, and you know his son's doing like he's a crazy big like photographer right now. Oh yeah, yeah. like fantastic photos. And apparently he's uh somebody was dating him. It was like a top name person, like famous person, was dating his son. Apparently, or I think they were from Florida or something along the lines. I don't know. It'll come to me, but. Apparently, his son's following in the footsteps. Pretty cool. It's pretty cool, man. I wish I could talk to him. But, yeah, what's your craziest? Other than getting hit by a stingray through the chest, what's your craziest story? Dude, I would, I was, I'm back to that uh, crazy ways to die. I don't want to die in my bed either. Like, mm. I don't want to. Be, I told Nate here, you're from, we're from the same hometown. You can relate. I told Nate the other day, I was like, man, I want to die in a way that nobody in Fort Meade has ever died i was like i don't care if it's like scuba diving off of bimini filming sharks one day i get bit or like something crazy i just wanted to be so different that people go wow it'd probably be a hard thing to find a way that somebody from fort Meade hasn't died (laughs) i don't think nobody's died from a shark attack yet there 
I better, I better stop. I'm, t- I'm like writing this into yeah. destiny. Yeah. I don't know. Like I've talked about Brian about this too. Like I'm, I'm weird. Like I want to die crazily and I don't want to have a funeral. Like I want everybody. I'm not saying I want to be cremated, but like you can bury me, but like, don't come to my funeral. I want you to go to like all the cool places that I enjoyed being. And so like all the cool places that like, you might, Oh, Nate, you know, Nate really liked doing that. I want you to go there. I don't want you to cry in a church. I want to yeah. go appreciate stuff like that. People think I'm weird for that. You know, leave us a scavenger hunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I, I like, a, what do they call them? Kiosk or key, key? Kiosk. No, 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 no. Kiosk or keynote or what a, a geocaching. geocaching. I'll, I'll leave you a damn geocache to come to all my spots. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave you a Coors Light in each one. <laughs> that would be so cool. That'd be legendary. I'm doing that now. <laughs> Before my next diving with the sharks, I'm putting my geocache stations, old Coors Lights and all of them. <laughs> Don't worry. If you die before me, I'll drink all of them. Deal. <laughs> That's still a cool three. All right, that so is a solid three. Our next question for you, man. If you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? Like anywhere. <sighs> I'm not sure. I mean, in January, I'm going out of the country first time ever in my life. Or my honeymoon, but um, where are you going? Saint Lucia. Oh, that's cool. Where is it? It's like Mexico. No, it's like Dominican Republic. The islands, oh, okay. islands okay. out there. Caribbean. Yeah, it's the Sandals Resort. All inclusive. I got a butler. All kinds. Of that's stuff. lit. <laughs> I that's got a awesome. butler. I'm living life. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I think like uh, for me, because I'm a big fisher guy, you know. Anywhere really over there on the coast on, you know, a big like actual sport fishing boat yeah. to go and catch like rare species of fish Dude, would be I'm something I'd want I've, to do. Me and my grandparents have been talking about, I think you would enjoy this, but like Costa Rica, right? And fishing that big inlet where that river that runs through the whole country mm-hmm. flushes out into the Gulf. And just catch forty pounds snook after forty pounds snook. I mean, the the craziest thing to me, I worked with this dude. He was from Hawaii, and he's like, "Dude, we just go out on the beach and we catch tuna, I'm like just on the beach." He's like, "Yeah, dude, just on the beach." Like, <laughs> That's wild. That's crazy. You know, funny you say that. Like one of my dream, like bucket list trips, and I th- I'm, I'm, I've talked to you about this, but um, for our listeners, I want to go out to and I want to stay in New Orleans. I want to go out to New Orleans and there's all these oil rigs out in the Gulf Coast um, off the coast of Louisiana and I want to go out go catch tuna in the morning, you know, go deep sea fish and catch them off the oil rigs because they hang around all the, you know, the big structure and everything like that. And then when you come in, Louisiana is famous for redfish. I mean, massive redfish. I will make that trip on yeah, dude, one day, one day I want to go catch a massive tuna off the oil rigs and then go catch a massive redfish on the flats coming in. Like, and they do trips like that all the time. They do, they call them like a blasting cast too. You can go out there and shoot ducks in the morning and then go catch redfish in the afternoon. I'm looking up this place, um, or my, the brand that I'm over, Twisted Tides brand, we're in a store in Louisiana, uh, Hopedale. Hopedale, Louisiana. It's famous mm. for redfish fishing. Wow. The only hat, two hats that they buy wholesale from us are our redfish hats. So maybe That's look right. into that. It's, it's a cheaper option. It's kind of closer to Florida, but it's famous for its redfish spot. I mean, you could go anywhere to lose. Yeah. And yeah. Freaking just wear fish out. Hammer them down. That's cool. So you do a, a sport kind of fishing trip. Yeah. 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 Uh, either that or uh, hunting, go kill a 
moose or something. Yeah. I've always wanted to go axis deer hunting on the small island in Hawaii. I've talked about it several times. I was about to say, show. I think this is like the third episode in a row. I, yeah, I really want to do that one day. <laughs> if people at home, if you don't know it, I really want to do that one day. Brian, do you want to go shoot an axis deer? I really want to go shoot an axis deer. <laughs> They're like Where a, at? On oh. the small island of Hawaii. Like the smallest. Oh, smaller. the small one. Yeah. They look like dogs. I don't care. They taste like apparent greatness. Dogs. I was going to say, and you and <laughs> they taste like dogs. Apparently, it's the greatest meat you can have ever. I mean, and you're hunting in Hawaii, dude. You that's could go right cool. here at Brahma Island and do it. Or well, that's ranch. true, too. But I don't want to yeah, do I want to yeah, do it in true. Hawaii on an island. That's cool. Hawaii. Yeah. Hawaii. Um, I didn't have one more snap question. So we've been uh, kind of shorting them down a little bit. But if you could go back, you know, go back to when you're four or five years old and you had to pick a spot, uh, uh, pick a sport. What sport are you actually picking now that you're, you know, 24? That's a good question. I bet a lot of athletes have different answers. I can't yeah. pick baseball. Or I you can. can. You can. Like, would you go and do it all over again? Or would you, you know, lacrosse? Or nah, something. I don't know. I ain't playing that dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> Clip it. Clip it. I think uh, I think I'd do the baseball thing again. Yeah. I mean, those were some of the best experiences of Fantastic. my life. All the people I've met, all the friends I've made, all the families that have become my family. I mean, you'll never get something like that back. I know? think baseball is also one of the ones that, man, you can go play literally every weekend. Oh, right. I did. You, you, yeah. You can go make memories every weekend with this sport. It's not like football where you're designated a one season, one yeah. game a week. It's not like hockey where it can only be played up when it's cold up north or in arenas and stuff that have to be rented out. It's, dude, it's baseball. I it's mean, hell, everywhere. Me and Brian played on the crush, which is probably the badass team ever. <laughs> we played every weekend for probably. Five years straight. I and mean, you, never stop. Yes, and the the I good memories you made. I gotta get my kid in football. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get my kid in football. Yeah, yeah. I'm, tr- I'm trying to go fish. I'm trying to go hunt. <laughs> like maybe we can hop on a rodeo circuit or something. Like baseball. You want to play baseball? That's great. We'll get you into baseball. But we're not playing every weekend for five years. But see, I'm the same way. You know why? Because I was I was one of those kids that played every weekend. I had no other hobbies when I was a kid, and I was always thinking it was cool. You know, like when Jacob would go hunt with his dad or like when our friend our shortstop would post a picture with a turkey he just killed or a big fish he caught well, I'm like dang dad they missed the whole weekend to go do that kind of stuff and it's kind of hard to miss the weekend when you know your dad's the one running the team man like yeah. you have to be there I can't I cannot not be there like and it's just I wish I, I'm, I'm going to do the same for my kid I want them to push and play sports but well, I want them you, to have other hobbies too you, you got to have a uh, you know an equal amount of time put into what you want to do. And that's, you know, that's one of the biggest things that I've took into my life now. Like, I work every other weekend, right? Mm -hmm. But work is not my life, right? I work this weekend, but this weekend don't call me. You know, you got to have a balance in your life no matter what you're doing. Definitely. Balance. Yeah, that's the key that, to this episode. That is something I balance. struggle with for Same. sure. The balance part is it's hard. Yeah, making time for yourself to unwind is big time, especially whenever you're trying to run a side business oh, on yeah. top of a full time job. But hey, we're gonna make it work. 
That's yeah. right. We're balancing. Um, <laughs> Paige, uh, thank you, man. We it's really, really appreciate one. this episode. Um, do you want to shout out any of your uh, social media? Sorry, Siri's been talking to me. Um, do you want to shout out any of your social medias? Um, no? Okay. <laughs> I think so, I get in trouble for that. One. So the uh, <laughs> the mystery man, Jacob Page, um, if y'all want to look him up, you know, just look him up. But I'm sure you we're can not, find me somewhere. We're not, we're not saying any names. Um, do you want us to follow your page on the Instagram? Oh yeah, give me a follow. Oh, okay. we can do that. I say we'll fo- we'll we'll follow Jacob Page on Instagram. So yeah, yeah don't follow him, or his old lady's gonna get mad. <laughs> Turn into like but Hulk. You know who you can follow? You can follow us at Rule One Podcast. We're on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. Hit us up. Keep us, you know, in your your feed. We're growing slowly but surely. But. That was a good one. Yeah, and if y'all are interested in coming on the show, shoot us a DM. Yeah. We're always open to new guests. Um, we are always recruiting, trying to find new people. So if you think you have a cool story and we would love to hear it, shoot us a DM and we'd love to reach out. And guess what, guys? We'll see y'all next week. Peace.